Have you ever heard a musical artist described as having great chops? What does that mean? Well, the term chops is slang in the music business that refers to an artist that has developed great skills over time, whether they are a musician, composer, producer, or other titles associated with the music business. This is Scott Grimaldi, your host of Got Chops. Join me as I interview one musical artist per episode that I've had the pleasure of either performing, recording, or work with in my career. Plus, I'll be interviewing artists I've always wanted to speak with. We'll discover how each artist developed their chops, listen to their stories, and much more. This is Got Chops. My special guest artist for today is Tori Elliott, an American singer, songwriter, producer, and founder of her North Carolina indie pop band, Victoria Victoria. That's Tori singing lead vocals with her band on Hardware Store, a song she co-wrote with her writing partner, the legendary guitarist producer, Charlie Hunter, who can also be heard on this track as well. Tori's songwriting style has been compared to the likes of Regina Spector and Carole King, and a number of her songs have been featured on reality TV shows and film. Jazz and Beyond Intel said that Tori has a creative vision as a tunesmith, and Rolling Stone magazine said her band, Victoria Victoria, is a rising act. This multi-talented singer-songwriter-producer certainly got chops. Please welcome Tori Elliott. Hi, Tori. This is Scott from Got Chops. How are you? Hi, Scott. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. So for my audience on the phone right now calling from North Carolina is today's guest artist, Tori Elliott. Tori is an American singer, songwriter, and producer and founder of her North Carolina-based band, Victoria Victoria. I began following Tori and her band on social media during 2023 after watching videos of her collaborating with Charlie Hunter, the renowned American guitarist, composer, and band leader who plays custom-made seven- and eight-string guitars on which she simultaneously plays bass lines, chords, and melodies. 
Tori, thanks so much again for granting me this interview. I'm looking so forward to our conversation. Oh, me too. As a singer, songwriter, and producer, what does the music slang got chops mean to you? I think that when I think about got chops, to me, it's a combination of both skill and talent. So I think that it's something that we, part of it, there's like a seed of chops that we are inherently born with. And then as we grow and as we work with other people, we put in the work to kind of develop that. Um, So it turns not just into talent, but also into skill. And so that's what I think when I think of got chops. I agree. So I read that you were born in Ohio and currently live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yes. So tell me where you were raised. Yeah, so I'm originally from Chillicothe, Ohio, which is, fun fact for you uh, trivia people out there, the first capital of Ohio. That's just south of Columbus. Yep, so keep that one in your pocket for Tuesday Night Trivia. (laughs) And... uh, I, my parents still live there, um, and I was born and raised there and then moved to Winston-Salem with a friend of mine right when I turned 18. Um, I just, I knew that I wanted to play music, but I wasn't sure what, what to do, how to do it, and she was moving here for a job, so I did, and there was, like, this budding artist community um of students who were going to school of the arts and so i just kind of fell in with them and then i never left and so this is home base and and i love it that's great yeah i've heard the same thing that it's got a really cool vibe yeah would you say that it's like new york or la or is quite different Oh, it is the opposite <laughs> of both New York and L.A. Um, I think that, you know, it's it's in the South, and so it's slower paced for sure. Um, and also I think that, you know, I had toyed around with the idea of doing like L.A. or New York or Nashville, that whole thing. But there's less of a competitive edge here. And... Um, some people need that competitive edge. I uh, personally crumble underneath of it. And so I do well with the like almost small town feel. Like I'll run into people I know at the Trader Joe's or the local coffee shop, but there's still a lot that the city has to offer. So um, I like Winston a lot. You're very fortunate to have a great support a group of artists around you and have such a relaxed atmosphere. Totally. When I was breaking into the business many years ago, I don't want to say when, (laughs) but, (laughs) you know, it was always told that you got to go to New York, you have to go to L.A., and it was very intimidating. I've done a lot of recording work and performing in New York, in the New York, New Jersey area, but uh, it's not the same as when, well, right now in your generation, you could record in your own home studio. It's so true. And you're getting a great, great product because of the technology. So that adds a lot to when you've got the mic in front of you, whether it's a recording studio or live. So I wish I had those experiences when I was starting out. Yeah, I feel really fortunate. I think like 
the resources that we have, not only with the equipment that we have access to, but also with social media and the reach and the connections that can happen. Um, it, I'm just, it's the best of both worlds. So what age did you begin playing the piano, singing, and writing songs? Both of my parents are musicians, and so I don't even remember a first time of, like, discovering music or or, or thinking, I'm going to sing, because it was just kind of ingrained into our family structure. But I did start taking piano lessons when I was... 12, 13-ish, and studied classically for a little bit. Um, and then my mom was a vocal teacher, and so, I, again, I was just kind of always singing with her, singing at the house. And I started writing songs. Um, well, I started, like, intentionally writing songs, I should say, probably when I was, again, about 12, 13, 14-ish. And then that's really what led me to fall in love with with music and um, the craft of performance and all of that was songwriting was kind of my gateway into all of that. Did your mom ever coach you, uh, you know, the, with vocal techniques? She did. Yeah. She helped me a lot, um, especially in my middle school years, which were a treacherous time for me to, to be singing and figuring out uh, the placement of everything. And, and, um, she really helped me through those awkward times, which was so, so gracious of her. That's great. And you mentioned your father is also a musician. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a singer, pianist, saxophonist. Um, yeah, they're both great and, and really guided me in my formative years when it comes to music. After high school, did you think about going to uh, music school or you just kept going on your own path? Yeah, I did think about going to school for music, and honestly, I can't even remember why I decided not to, but I just, I didn't. And I think, I think part of it, again, was I had taken classical lessons, and I loved classical music, but I was not very good when it came to that, the execution of that, and um when I thought about what I wanted to learn, it was how to put songs together and um, chord structures and performance techniques and all of this. And I was learning that from playing with my friends in Winston. And so, um, yeah, I decided not to go to school and, and it worked out for me. I feel, I feel very fortunate for that, um, that I, I chose the path that I did. That's great. And if you think about musicians in general, let's say uh, jazz artists, mm -hmm. um, long before there was pedagogy and books written and analyzed, you know, how to write, you know, um, a craft a solo, those musicians, let's say from the uh, early 1920s, there was no... Uh, a syllabus. There was nothing. They yeah. learned their craft from going from town to town and, you know, experimenting on stage. And then people of this generation, a little younger like yours, uh, you have all their great resources to say, oh, how did Charlie Parker put that together? Uh, how did Ray Charles do that? Totally. 100%. And I like, 
again, I have so many, I have a lot of people that I play with that went to school for music and they are incredible. And, uh, most of them, well, if not all of them could play their instrument, play circles around me again. But I think that for what I wanted to do and what I needed to do, I needed to be able to, um, internalize the information in a way that led me to write. And, and I think that when I was taking classical lessons and studying that way, that did not lead me to write. So it's kind of the best, again, best of both worlds and really, really fortunate in that area. So growing up, who were some of your favorite artists? Ooh, okay. Let me, well, so <laughs> here, here's just a little disclaimer. I don't have like a fun answer for this. I have a, a bit of a, a bizarre answer for this. So I basically just listened to gospel music and music that was coming out of the church that I grew up in because that was my, my framework for music. And so, which honestly, you can still kind of hear that in a lot of the songs that um, I write and release, but both of my parents, when I was growing up, they were really involved in music production at the church that we went to. And so that was my whole experience was like lots of voices, choirs, um, just that gospel influence. And then as I got a little bit older, I was obsessed with the Broadway storytelling. And so that was literally all that I listened to until I was maybe 17 or 18, um, which... <laughs> which is funny when I look back on it, but I, I still think that that storytelling aspect and then even the like the sense of spirituality comes through in my songwriting. Obviously I'm not writing gospel songs and I'm, and I'm not writing songs that you would hear in a Broadway musical, but there are those aspects that drew me to the music that I think kind of prevails what was the inspiration or pivotal moment for you when you knew you were going to pursue music as a career? Mm. I, I had about a year's time from 15 to 16 years old where I just kind of had these little moments where I was like, is this what I am supposed to do? Is this what I'm going to do? Um, around that time, like a lot of my friends had already started thinking about what college they wanted to go to, their career choices. Um, and that was just a lot of the talk that surrounded like the academic world that we were in. And, um, but for me, again, it was like, all I wanted to do was play music. All I wanted to do was sit at my piano and write. And that was all that I did. And then I started to get these opportunities to perform and to play live. And so really that one year led me, I just kept having these thoughts like, maybe I could do this. And then by the time I was 16, I decided, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And so um, I just, I never looked back from there. So how would you describe your songwriting style? What comes first, the lyrics or the melody and chords? Hmm. Almost always it's the melody. 
Um, and well, honestly, the melody and, and lyrics kind of happen almost simultaneously for me. Um, and then I'll sit down and put chords to the songs or like on this project that we'll talk about in a little bit that I've done with Charlie, we'll sit down together and go through the chord progressions and substitute things out and all of that. But yeah, almost always it's like, I'll just be washing dishes. I'll be in the car, I'll be in the shower and I'll just kind of start singing a melody um whether i had been singing a pre a different song previously but um i'll start playing with the melody and and the lyrics i'll just kind of start almost freestyling the lyrics at the same time and most of the time those are the lyrics that end up sticking so that's the process that just kind of comes naturally to me if i'm writing um unless i'm sitting down and writing with someone intentionally and then in that case it's typically chords and melody come first Looking at your lyrics, it, it seems like your lyrics are re, a reflection of your life experiences. Mm-hmm. So let's take, for example, one of your songs, Hardware Store, that was played at the top of today's show. Yeah. How did you come about that? How did you put that all together? Yeah, well, so when I was writing that song... Actually, I I had been in the midst of writing To the Wayside, which is the first album that I did with Charlie Hunter. And um, Charlie and I didn't know each other very well yet then. And um, and so we had already done like three songs and he was like, "Okay, well, I have time to come back into the studio in two weeks. Can you have the rest of the album written by then? like the the melody and lyrics and i was like totally and then i went home and freaked out because that is a lot to write that many songs in less than two weeks so instead of sitting down and writing the songs i procrastinated by deciding to repaint the entire interior of my house and so i had been painting my house and regretting my decision to do so, I ran out of paint. And so I literally went at like 8 p.m. to my local hardware store to go buy more paint. And I was sitting in the parking lot because they were closed. And I was just completely frustrated. And I just started again singing that melody. I show up at your local hardware store. And um, from there, this whole idea just kind of unfolded of, you know, showing up, running errands, hoping to run into an ex so that they see you and think, you know, that you're doing better off without them, even though you're probably not. And so um, that's kind of how I wrote it. It was in this like stressful time, but really just drawing on reflection and um, using my quite literal surroundings as inspiration. Talk a bit about your association with the well-known artist, Charlie Hunter. Yeah. Share with my listeners who Charlie is and the custom-made hybrid instruments he plays. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Charlie is an incredible producer, guitarist, songwriter, you name it. I mean, multi-instrumentalist, honestly, like a lot of the instrumentation on um, the albums that we've done, he's played. And, um, he is really famous for his hybrid guitar, which is both guitar and bass at the same time. So 
we've only done one project together actually where he's played his hybrid guitar it was our live album that we did or a live ep that we put out um last year but the rest of the like what's so interesting is that we'll put these arrangements together for our albums where he's playing multiple guitars acoustic guitar bass drums he played on this past album that hasn't released yet um, that we did together and then he takes all of those parts and crafts it for a live show to where he can play it on um, a hybrid guitar and it's still full and amazing and incredible and so that is just the mastermind of Charlie Hunter. It's amazing that He's not saying hybrid bass and guitar or hybrid guitar slash bass. Yeah. Is that something that he prefers to label it as? I don't know. You know, I haven't even really like talked to him about it. It's just kind of like Charlie and and the hybrid, like that wasn't even my first introduction to Charlie when we were first making the album together, he didn't bring his hybrid with him. So it wasn't something that we really talked about until it was time to start crafting the live show. And you started to record with him during COVID. Yeah. So talk about that and all the albums you've done with him and Victoria, Victoria. Yeah. So my good friend, uh, Stephen Price, who is an incredible uh, sound engineer and producer, he had contacted me like, maybe midway through 2020 and was like, what if we start sending songs back and forth? Um, he had done a project with Charlie in 2019. And so he and Charlie were buds and he was like, I could send it to Charlie Hunter. I feel like his stuff on your songs would be incredible. And so I was like, please do. So I had sent Steven some demos to send to Charlie and, um, he did and then i think charlie like kind of agreed to go into the studio it was once people were kind of getting out again but like still wearing masks and and so he was like yeah we can get in the studio for an off day and like as a favor to steven to sit through and listen to some of these songs and like when the three of us got together it was just it was so special and what we made together was so special. And so then that's when, um, Charlie was like, let's go ahead and do a full album. Wow. And so, yeah. And it was just like the, all, also it's so funny because the first time I met Charlie within the first five minutes, hi, I'm Tori. Hey, Charlie, nice to meet you. Okay. Five minutes. He's got an, an acoustic guitar out and we are going through this first demo that I sent to him, which was Wayside, which is the title track of the album that we did together. Um, so it was just this like really fast paced. I was so nervous and, uh, and it was such a beautiful process. And then from there, like we toured that album together. Charlie became like a mentor to me and a good friend of mine. We ended up making a live album together. And then this past year in my studio at my house, we, um, we just made an incredible album, if I do say so myself, and that'll be out in May of this year. So, yeah, it's just kind of grown from there. And you have singles that are being uh, dropped every month leading up to the release. 
Yes, yeah. So I've got two songs out from that already, Peanut M&M's and Therapist Armchair. And then I believe by the time, listeners, you are hearing this, um, the third single, Jacob's Ladder, will be out too. So Great. So now tell me about your group, Victoria Victoria, and how you came up with the name. That's a really cool name. Yeah, thank you. Well, so Tori is short for Victoria. My parents named me Victoria, but never called me Victoria. The only person that ever called me Victoria was my uh, doctor. And um, when I first moved to Winston, I became good friends again with this group of people who were all artists, musicians, filmmakers. A lot of them were at School of the Arts here in Winston. And um, one of which his name was is <laughs> we're still good friends to this day daniel paget he is an incredible composer musician songwriter a, a lot of my influence in the early days of victoria victoria came from his songwriting and he had this song um where he sings this line victoria victoria and i had i thought that he had written that song about me when I first heard it and so I was very flattered and I thought that for months and months and months and then found out later that it wasn't me it was a different Victoria and so I kind of just took that and ran with it and I said I think I'm gonna name my band Victoria Victoria and he was like okay do it and so I did and uh so thank you to Daniel for that and um by the time that we like I named my band, we had already been recording our first album, Coastal Beast, and who I recorded with Stephen Price, who I mentioned earlier. And then I had to, like, I had my release date. I had to come up with an artist name, and Victoria Victoria was it. And then I couldn't change it after that. So, In your group, I see that you have a couple of uh, background vocalists that you also feature. And I noticed that you don't take up all the spotlight. You like to, you know, put the spotlight on the other members of your band. That's fantastic. I do. And I, and I like that because I like to see other people do that. I, and, and also if I am playing and singing with people that are as talented as they are, a lot of them have their own solo projects. Like, I just, why would I not utilize that and add, it's always nice to have like a different voice that's kind of front and center, this, this different thing going on. And then I think it, it lets people into the community that we have here, which is really special. So anytime that we can kind of show that, I think it's, it's a really special thing to be able to do that. That's great. So let's tie your songs in uh, with the new album coming out. Mm -hmm. So if you could pick two different musical selections from your catalog of recordings that you feel best represents what you do as a singer-songwriter that I could filter into this interview as you speak about them now. Okay. If I had to pick, I would choose... Well, I have to. I'm going to choose my two most recent releases, the first one is Peanut M&M's. So Peanut M&M's is, um, it's quite different from anything that I've released before. It's kind of got this almost like pop punk feel to it, but it's a really fun song to talk about some pretty um, 
troubling times. I uh, the whole song is about the experience of going through a dark night of the soul where you're just in this sort of existential crisis like what is life what am i doing who am i you know we've all been there and um and still also just the the victory of showing up in your own life in whatever capacity you can every day in spite of that kind of confusion and and depression that can come with that and so um, this song is the first single that we released off of the album that Charlie and I just did together that will be out in May. And it was so fun because, you know, we had just done To the Wayside. And that album is like, you're making dinner, you have a glass of wine, you're going to put that album on. It's very chill. It's not obtrusive. It is so good, so tight, but very just like almost understated in a way. And then cut to the first single we're doing is peanut M&Ms um, with just this like nasty, like persistent bass and these like angsty drums. And we just had the best time uh, making it. You can hear at the top of the song that laugh is Charlie's laugh that he laughed right before a drum take. And uh, it was just, it was so good. We had so much fun. <laughs> have another song as well that you'd like to talk about yeah so i'll go ahead and talk about the other single that's already released from this album therapist armchair and i think that this song really represents who i am as a songwriter um it's just me and piano we my husband and i tracked this together in my living room at the upright piano that was gifted to me by a friend of mine and um 
at the same time tracked vocals and and piano and and uh this song itself is about that moment where you realize a relationship that i love that i'm in i think it's about to be done like i think it's about to end but we're going to give it another shot in just that tender moment of of hoping for the best but also anticipating um heartbreak and uh and the song is just so intimate and vulnerable and when i showed it to charlie we had kind of we had worked through maybe doing like a drum and bass arrangement just something classic and the more and more i played with it we just kind of felt like this doesn't feel right and so you know on an off day i sat down at my piano and and uh, that's the track that's on the album it's beautiful you can at the end you can hear sirens from the outside like you can hear the neighborhood that i'm in so yeah it's just a really special uh track to me and i'm very proud of it this is it i know it is old coffee drips that heavy limbs yeah this is it we had our run all in good fun till it wasn't old waiting room i go back i'll see you soon i sit in my therapist's armchair how the hell did we get here? You insist we're okay. Pieces, we both carry the pieces. We hope nobody's leaving at the end of the day. Speaking of your songs, a number of them have been featured on reality TV shows such as Love Island and the 2020 thriller Getaway. Uh-huh. How did you get those opportunities? So the so Getaway, a friend of mine um, was in that film and knew the people who were making it. And I had met them 
and and hung out with them before and so they were like can we use this song and i said of course you can um and then love island was a trip uh i did not know that they were going to use that song and um a friend of mine just texted me and was like i loved hearing your song on love island last night and i was like um excuse me what because i am unashamed to say that during covid i went through a strong love island phase it was like the only thing i i had to look forward to so that was that was a really cool moment for sure so where can my listeners find you on social media and can they purchase your music and merch online? Mm-hmm. So on all social media platforms, it's Victoria Victoria Music. So that's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Um, you'll, you can find me there. Even YouTube is Victoria Victoria Music. And you can purchase my, I have uh hardware store t-shirts which are so cute and fun those are on my website as well as my vinyl to the wayside that i did for charlie that's also on the website and then as this new um album comes out we'll have vinyl and cds for those as well and my website is victoriavictoriamusic.com great so also share with my audience any upcoming live performances or projects you'd like to announce i know you have a, a duo gig tonight Yes, I'm so excited for that. I'm playing a duo, which by the time you all hear this, it's long gone by now, but I'm sure it went very well. But I have a duo gig with a good friend of mine this evening, Chaz Ray Shank. He's an incredible drummer. Um, and then what's really exciting is at the end of this month in February, I'm going on tour with Charlie and with uh, Carter McLean, who's an incredible, incredible drummer. And then my sister, oh wait, no, she's not on this tour. That's Maya Camille is singing for me on this tour. And then my brother is singing for me and playing keys. My sister and brother, I switch out on tours depending on who is available. It's very convenient for me. Um, and so that tour starts on February 22nd and goes to the end of the month. We're going to be in Columbus, Ohio and Pittsburgh. We'll be in uh, Minnesota and Milwaukee. I mean, we're going to all the cold places. So if you go on my website, check out and see if we're going to be in a, in a city near you. Well, to uh, my listeners, you've got to check her out. If you're in one of those areas, uh, you won't regret it. She's uh, very captivating when she sings. She's got a beautiful, beautiful, soulful voice and your eyes are closed and you're just all encompassed in what you're doing. You're a true artist. And it's, oh, thank you. So it's, I got to tell you, Tori, it's been such a pleasure interviewing you. I've learned a, a lot about you. And um, I want to thank you so much for a great interview. Yeah, oh, thank you. It was so much fun. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So after hearing your stories, I'm sure my listeners will all agree that you certainly got chops. <laughs> great i'm glad <laughs> all right tori well have a great gig tonight and uh with the upcoming um shows with charlie and your own endeavors uh we'll look for the the new album to come out and i look forward to speaking with you in the near future oh thank you so much my pleasure all right have a great day i'll talk to you soon you too bye-bye bye-bye Thanks so much for joining me on today's show. 
I hope you enjoyed the conversation and could hear why my guest got chops. You can follow my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Anchor.fm, and stay connected between episodes on Instagram at Gotchops Podcast. Join me on the next episode when we discover why my next guest got chops. <music>